Welcome, everybody, to the Talking Gaming Technology Pop Culture Podcast, where we get into everything geek stuff, I guess you could say, while we're all still here at home enjoying ourselves, well, some of us. <laughs> um, and we have a lot of topics this evening that are going to be fairly interesting. A lot of Call of Duty news, a little bit of news about Alex Half-Life on the gaming side. Um, on the tech side, we are going to get into one really interesting topic one really really interesting topic about justice league at the end because you're really going to want to tune into that um it's about the snyder cut that was never released well you might actually we actually might get it i was going to get into the tom hanks movie is now being going to be going straight to digital for the most part we're going to get who is actually doing that um windows is actually updating and making a new package manager and it's really close to something else that exists but i'm sure you know what that is but we'll get to that then we got the first remote control electric scooter arriving at an office park in Georgia. Hmm. But anyway, let's move on and see what the heck is Aaron up to. Obviously, we don't have as many people this week on the podcast. We have Bazinga and we have the Grim along with myself. Sorry, Q. So, what uh, are you? Today I'm Lugrim. Lugrim. <laughs> Lugrim. It would be Elgrim, but. El Grimbo. In French, it would just be the Grim. The Grim. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really, nothing. Uh. Just playing Call of Duty. Shit. He's been playing Call of Duty and hating every minute of it, but but addicted dude, to it. Dude, this so this <laughs> so many things. This so much. It, everything in that game is for people who are bad at actual. That's all it is. No recoil weapon. Fucking rocket spam. Getting, being able to be revived constantly so that you... Why is it a battle royal mode where you can come back to life so often that it's not even really important? <laughs> Dead. I don't know. Um, other than that, just been playing uh, Trials of Mana. Um, that's a, it's been a rough one. Oh, and listen to my book. I'm near the end of book five. Ah. Uh, Got the wheel. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. I've just been uh, playing a bunch of Call of Duty. Uh the update came out. Still waiting for it. <laughs> just just made it bad. I don't know what happened to the uh the classic classic mode. But well, it's, it, not it, in this, it's not in this update. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be. Um, but other than that, I played some, uh, the new maps, uh, hard hat. I was kicking some ass. It's, 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 it's a, it's a remake of an old one, but it's, uh, I was having a blast earlier, just owning face. Yeah. But you know, I wasn't playing with people of, uh, higher skill. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you just come yeah. join one of my matches. Oh my god! Yeah, there's so many well, snipers in the game. I, I, in the I game would have, way. I would have, but you know, you could. Well, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, as the, it, it pairs you up against people that are of that play the same as you. And I've gotten to the point because I snipe so much. There's just like more than half the people in the game are just quick scoping. It's fucking crazy. 
I, I started. <laughs> I, I I went and uh, updated a bunch of the weapons. You know, I went and made some new uh, loadouts and stuff, mm. like uh, the SKS and stuff. Yeah. So, I'm leveling them up. That's yeah, SKS pretty... is a really nice gun. I think they did a good job with that gun. Um, it's way better than the Dragon Off. The Dragon Off is just such shit. I like hate that gun. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. game. They just weak. They really need to redo that gun because it's it's not. It's way more powerful than that. But oh well. Any the other game, game, it's like any other game, it kills anybody in like two shots. But they they, they need to have like a, a Q and A for the for for the you know what what the players want in that game to change. It's only a few things. It seems like a lot, but it's only a few things. Like get rid of uh, flash bombs in the freaking gulag. Yeah, <laughs> flash bombs in the gulag. When you get called in for a revive, you should be forced to be dropped in the same area as the revive station. You should not be able to come out of the gulag. Like, let's put it this way. We run over a team of terrible players in four seconds, run up on them because they're not paying attention, murder all but one of them. Then as we're reloading our guns, someone, the, one of their teammates is out of the gulag, landing on a roof 20 feet away from us and then blowing our brains out before we even have a chance to realize they're coming. Not yeah. because we weren't paying attention, but because you respawn so goddamn quickly that getting killed because you're bad means nothing. In fact, I would expect some teams get killed on purpose. They're like, oh, I'm just going to get down because I can land over there near that fucking drop that dropped 10 feet away from us and then snipe this guy who's coming up onto my team. Yeah. Like, it's in, it's such a goddamn crutch, that game. You <laughs> revive constantly. We've had games when I've been revived but, four times. But if you watch, have you watched a lot of pro, uh, pro teams? No. Why would right. I watch pro well, teams? Well, There's no, no pro league in Call well, of Duty. It's there a are, joke. There, there, there are pro leagues anyway. Um, yeah, but the, it's a joke. No um, one pays attention to it. No, but if you watch these guys, they'll do. They'll down a whole team, and then they sit there and wait, and they watch for the freaking people to drop down because they know they're coming, and they snipe them out of the air as they're coming down. Yeah, but the, we're not talking about people dropping down right on top of you, dude. What no, I'm talking about is like, I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like you wipe a team and they drop, they drop. A good, a far enough out so you can't snipe them out of the sky, but they know you're there because you just killed their team. Well, so now they have a basic position on you, along yeah, with twelve yeah. different freaking UAVs, because everybody carries UAVs now because they're fucking cheap as hell. Like, well, this well, should... these pro players don't do that. They just they a lot of people drop near, right near them and they'll just wait for them and take them out second time. It's just so everything is so goddamn forgiving in that game that you don't have to play tactically or skillfully at all. Hmm. I I have a I'm not good at the game. I have a setup that gives me no recoil. I can run through an entire team in one clip. Hmm. Why should I be able to run through an entire team in one clip? <laughs> because it's Call of Duty, and they want it to be as easy as possible so anybody will. And it's just it. I'm I'm only playing it because I want to play the game with everybody, Battletoad, mm -hmm. or else I would be playing PUBG because the game is just so. Good. <laughs> okay. So what I've been up to, interesting, like obviously I've been playing nothing but very much Tetris and Call of Duty, really. That's about it. Um, and But interesting story this morning, though. So they were about when I looked at about 3 in the morning, I guess, last night, like 3 in the morning, well, East Coast Standard Time, because we're on the East Coast of the United States, um, Call of Duty went down. The servers went down for a lot of people. Um, and I noticed when I started to get on about 8.30 or show this morning, and I was like, holy shit, I can't get on. I went on, tried to look on their main service thing. No response, nothing on their, about their servers being down. Went on Twitter, and there was a few people already posting about it. Um, and all I kept on seeing was Activision was like, oh, hey, 
just send us your info and we'll look into it. And then people are like, listen, we've all sent you your info. We, you're not responding to us. Like, are, is there a problem with your server or isn't there a problem with your server? Um, so I took a screenshot and repost and made my own tweet right at the CEO of Activision. And it got retweeted like more than a few hundred times. Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy. And, um, but they still never acknowledged the whole day. Those servers were down until about 3.30. They acknowledge all day that the servers were down. Did I they say a anything? Second, no, I even took a second screenshot um, of their server page showing servers are live. And I took Photoshop and I wrote wrong. <laughs> and I posted that on Twitter as well. I was like, it's a load of shit. Like, I was like, why the, the whole day they didn't acknowledge? They come and say, send us your info and we'll get back to you. Well, I actually did that too. I DM'd them also. Uh, and they still never got back to me. Hmm. So, and it was a vague thing because something strange happened, right? So, um, for instance, like I couldn't get on there all day. So I decided to try something at first about two something. I actually made a hotspot on my phone and logged in and I got in. Dude, it's not, oh, why right, you so act like it's a conspiracy. They have shitty servers. They've always had shitty servers. It's an Activision. It'll well, put no. your money into their servers. No, so I got in. So it's like, it's almost like somewhere on their server, they accidentally like blacklisted a whole shitload of routers or something and didn't know they did it. Yeah, because I was able to get in. Yeah, it's somehow they either blacklisted a whole bunch of routers that were coming through that were sending packets or something. I was like, well, they somebody really screwed up and they didn't want to admit it. Because I guess there was a whole big problem last night about 2 a.m. They fixed something with the battle pass. People were like bought stuff and they couldn't get it or didn't get a hold of it. And then they went and fixed it, I guess, supposedly when I was looking on the Twitter account. And then it got fixed. And that's about the time this problem really started. So somebody really screwed up when trying to fix what was going on with battle pass. So. I don't know. Uh, Just crazy uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh. So, all right, let's get into this first topic. So Half-Life, Alex has the Steam Workshop support and official mod tools. So I did not know some of these things. So we've, I guess there's already been a mod. You can play Alex is playable without VR now. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, you can actually play this game without, so you can buy it and play it without VR, which well, is pretty cool. That's cool. For people that don't want to buy, uh, don't have a VR set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. For you guys out there who couldn't wait for a shitty VR title instead of an actual Half Life game, no, this game no, this, is really this good. This game's actually really good. It's I don't, dude, dude. I don't care if it's good. It's not what people wanted. People wanted a Half Life game, a sequel to the other Half Life game. Well, yeah, but no one a, wanted a like a prequel. No one wanted a, a no one wanted a, a VR game that people were like. Oh, but it's good. But it's good. It doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. It just means it's good in comparison to other bad VR games. Well, it no, no. Make it. Well, no. What people want it. Trust me, a lot of Half-Life people are saying the same thing you were, Grim, and then all of a sudden, these same like YouTubers I watched were like, holy crap, this is actually a good game. Like, you, It's not exactly what our community wanted, but this is a good game, and yeah, it's Yeah, but you're, it's talking, you're talking about, dude, you're talking about YouTubers, dude. People that can be bought for a dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah but I, I, YouTubers. I was watching. I mean, I'm sorry, but every it. time I watch a video these days, someone's telling me that Raid Shadow Legends is the best RPG in years. So don't tell me people don't get their fucking opinions bought. Um, I don't know. It's um, I watched. I was watching some people play it, and it looked really fun. the 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 controls are like really awesome, and the way yeah. it plays, it was literally like playing 
the Half-Life game, but I in person. I don't think it's what people want. Well, I don't well, know. At all. It wouldn't have done as well if it did. People didn't want this. What do you mean, well? Like what? 100,000, 200,000 people? Like, Half-Life sells No, it's, it's single-handedly the best-selling VR game right now. So? VR games don't sell well, dude. Like, that's like... That's okay, you know what? I can use a good example because I, I didn't put this in and I forgot about it. That's like the other day when Microsoft announced that they had 20 million um, Game Pass subscribers. And people were like, wow, people like Game Pass. And I was like, they charged a dollar for this subscription for the first year. Of course, they're going to have 20 million people. It's a goddamn dollar. Yeah. It's a damn. It, it, just because it sold well as a VR game doesn't mean it, it was a big hit. Most VR games don't sell that well. Well, so no, even saying, if it sold like two hundred thousand or even five hundred thousand, that's still not a great number. Well, no, but like a lot of people did. We're on your same like agree with you, Grim. When this game was first announced, and then after the launch, people played it. It was like holy crap! They actually made something that was decent, not just something to like just shut fans up. They a lot of them changed their opinion. They were saying the same things you were. So. Anyway, so this update, obviously, you get Hammer, the latest version of Source 2 level editor, material editor, the tool that is creating and tuning materials in Source 2, uh, model doc, a tool that will be viewing, editing, and compiling models and animation collisions and other gameplay attributes. Uh, Anagraph, Animagraph, uh, our animation tool used to create uh, complicated animation steps with blinds and transitions. Uh, particle editor, obviously, particle effect field. Uh, uh, Subreact editor for creating uh, smart texture sheets known as hotspots. Uh, source filmmaker, the source to cinematic render and animation tool. Uh, Modders can use these tools to mess around uh, various bits of Half Life X and do something much more. To, basically, they can kind of create, it seems like they almost create their own game within the Alex uh, Half Life game. I know there's one mod where you have a lightsaber. Oh, really cool. So we're going to see a, probably a lot of really cool shit coming out of this now with the uh, full editor in there. Kind of like what we saw, like, what was it? Like, um, Gary's mod pretty much came out of, like, Half-Life mm -hmm. uh, modding. And that's its own game now, pretty much, and its own universe. Like, it kind of seems like what's going to happen here. Yeah, uh, as of April 22nd, 680,000 copies. Yeah. Which is crazy for a fucking VR game. Yeah, that's pretty high for a VR game. Crazy. Okay. Xenoblade Chronicles director reveals the epilogue story length in an interview with Monolith uh, Softhead. Uh, Tatsuya uh, Takashi. Takashi, probably. Takashi, whatever. Takahashi. Yeah. Estimated that the new future connected epilogue story takes 10 to 12 hours to clear. Not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Um, for just a short, like an epilogue, yeah. Uh, the biggest hit we got addition to the Simply Crown Definitive Edition is a new epilogue story called The Future Connected, which is set one year after the events of the base game and follows Shook and Mila on a quest Shulk. to Shulk, whatever game that I talk about. Shulk on a quest to uh, in the yeah. Bionis, uh shoulder. Now we have an idea of how long this epilogue story is. So that's pretty I just cool. want to know if it connects to games. I hope it does. I think they're going to. I think they're going to do a lot more to connect two games before they release the third one. Yeah, it'd be nice if the third one was a combination. 
But, um, yeah, it was uh, actually of the two groups together. Yeah. Either way, I'll still buy it because those games. Or even not so much together. The third one actually has you switching between the groups as you're playing. No, the third one needs to be both of them. But like lead character, Shulk, run into Rex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely could be really cool if they do it right. I mean, um, I think this this game's going to easily, it's, I don't think it's going to give Final Fantasy 7 a run for money, but it's going to come really close to one of the best-selling games of the year. Oh, that's not. Yeah. You're, you're, there's no way. It's, it's yeah. probably going to sell like a million. Yeah. It's it's not going to be a big game because in North in yeah North America anyway. No, in general, it's just not going to sell that big. Like the first, the when it first released, it had trouble selling. Um, the sequel sold pretty well. I think it was like two million. It's a growing franchise. It's going to be years before Xenoblade ever gets to like a Final Fantasy level in sales. Mm. It's just nice that it has enough of a base to survive, and we'll see what happens. Like Monolith needs to build. A um, a cult following that will buy anything they make, and then that will then turn make their game some. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it it's not possible. As much as I'd like them, to, don't have the kind of poor. Grim, your mic cuts out a lot. I'm sorry. Right. Is it fine now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were cutting out a little bit though. Anyway, uh, um, I think I think Steam started an update behind my back. Oh. <laughs> um, I think well, North America sales will do okay, but I think Japan sales are going to be freaking crazy for this game. Well, the, uh, they've almost broken a million. So. Man, he's completely cut out now. Yeah. How am I still cutting out? Yeah, you were, cut, you were cutting out. <laughs> okay. Whatever. It's all your fault, not mine. Okay. Uh, this next topic's interesting, but it's not as interesting. I mean, it's just about people putting, uh, like, Sony's, like, the Last of Us edition uh, is coming out, and it says, obviously, on the SSD and on the PlayStation itself, it says The Last of Us Part Two. I mean... I would have been excited a year, like a couple months ago, not anymore. I mean, this article is more of a pet peeve, I guess you could say, because it isn't really like, I don't give a shit. Like, I mean, if I was really into Last of Us 2, I probably would buy that edition, and I wouldn't care if it said anything on it. Like, I, I, I want to be excited for Last of Us 2, but if those leaks are true, too big. So are they yeah. complaining that they wrote Last of Us on all of it? Yeah, it's a really silly article. Like, obviously, the person that shared this article within the group, uh, Johnny, is not here. I'm not sure what his what he took on it. Um, but I really don't mind these editions, and they write The Last of Us 2 on it. Um, like, that's fine. You buy it because it's a special edition based on that game. It's going to say the name of the game on it. Like, what the heck? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand the gripe here. Mm -mm. It's like... So maybe it's that. because it's just lazy for a um for a, uh, a a special edition. Like if you look at how incredibly good the um what's it called uh, Cyberpunk 
Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Cyberpunk one looks awesome. Was, and then you look at like this, it's kind of just Z looking. And then Maybe that uh, like, oh, that other game. game that came out on PlayStation there with the controller. Yeah. The see-through yellow thing. Oh yeah, yeah. With yeah. with the controller. I don't know what the name of the game is. <laughs> no, I'm just joking because it's like that game that came with the controller. <laughs> the, the the Kojima game there. Kojima. The one that everybody was excited oh, for. Oh, you mean the one with the with the, the baby? Had, like, the baby. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. Death Stranding. Uh, Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but no, yeah, okay, so I agree. It is somewhat lazy. It just has, like, the flower pattern, which is kind of neat. I mean, it ain't nothing go out of their way, really. Um, but, I mean, I think it would have been cooler if they did, like, if that was, like, more colored with some blood splatter on it or something. <laughs> but, oh, well. Something. I don't know. It's kind of... Yeah. It is kind of boring, it, but it's not like it's more expensive. It, it's the same. It's three ninety nine. Yeah, it's the same price. Yeah, um, for a pro. Yeah, it just seems like a little bit of. But it does come with the game. It's all. And a matching controller. So. Yeah. Wow, cool. It's black, and it says "The Last of Us" on the the touchpad. Yeah, there's nothing special about it. <laughs> oh, there's nothing crazy special about it. So. It's nothing that crazy. No. Um, but uh, we do have time because we're not. I didn't think we we're gonna go to that article that much because it really wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of meat to that article. Uh, so Grim had a suggestion actually what we're gonna get into next uh, with the PS5 and the controversy that's going on with that. Um, and with their new SSD and the demo we saw last week that was running Unreal Engine 5, supposedly on a PS5, um, that's supposedly going to be more powerful than any SSD or whatnot, which is really strange. And he keeps on insisting on it, and people obviously have been calling him out. Um, people somewhat like myself, um, but obviously I'm going to take the road, I guess. Um, if I were to actually entertain the idea that this actually SSD or IO is actually better than top of the line PCs right now, how could that happen? Um, and I think a lot of us should really enter him because obviously if he has some grain of truth to what he's saying, um, obviously it could be something along those lines. Like I was saying to Grim before this, like possibly say if they made an SSD that could plug into like two 16 uh, X 16 PCIe lanes at the same time and the memory chips on the SSD were split amongst those uh, lanes so they could grab um, parts from different memory chips at the same time. Um, well, the, I think the thing that people are missing is that the reason why this is so much different is because no one's been bothering to do it until now. Like it, the, the advancements on PCs for the past like 30 years have been GPU. Everything's GPU. We're going to make better GPU, better RAM. That's how we're going to get stuff running better. And this is just them going, we're going to try something different. And no, I, I wouldn't say there's been advancements in SSDs every like three months in the last five years. Yes, yes. But it, it feels to me like they sat down and were like, we're going to come up with something that changes the game. That's what they wanted to do with this SSD and this IO comedy that they're oh. doing. They want to change the game because they want to they sat down and talked with devs, and devs were like, "These are the, the problems we're having with these with everything." 
Can yeah. you like these bottlenecks? We're tired of programming our games to hide to mask load time and all this other bullshit. And so it was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna try and figure this out. And then they came up with something. And then Tim Sweeney from Epic said this is what they did, and nobody freaking believes that it works. Even though the freaking the the people who make Unreal Five chose to use that. They yeah, chose but, like, to use the PS5 to demo their system, dude. No, I know, I know, I know. But you gotta you gotta understand where they're coming from, because I understand where they're coming from. So everybody I think listening to this podcast know that I'm simply I want to, it's my goal, hopefully by the end of the year, uh, to have an A plus certification. Okay. Um, along with, and I want to move that on after that and possibly go into network engineering. Okay. Um, I know a lot about how IOs work. I know how SSDs work. I know how they're made. I know how they're put together. I know what goes in, how the actual memory goes inside an SSD and comes back out, how the graphics card actually uses that memory and processes it and pushes it onto the CPU, which puts some in RAM and then grabs what it needs as it's going. Like I know exactly how these systems are engineered and built. So, but here's the thing, Nate. You know how the engine didn't built before they started trying something different. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's like it's like coming in and saying, "Well, I know exactly how a car is built," and then someday someone comes up with a new way to make a car, and you're like, "Well, no, that's not how a car is built." And the guy's like, "No shit, there's a new way to." Well, they no. Came up with a new way to do this. No, no, I understand that. And it looks like it works phenomenally. Yeah. But I'm saying from, yeah, but the thing is, though, you can only make a decision on the evidence you have in front of you. All we have is someone's word. Mm. That's all we have. We don't have the engineers that are actually that are uh, going against him. They weren't handed the piece of hardware saying, hey, this is actually how it worked. This is what I'm talking about. They're not. They don't have that in front of them. But we do have solid proof now, though, because that demo proved it. No, they because we no, because were doing. we don't we don't have an engineer on our side that actually was in the room when that was running to see the hardware there actually working. So we actually don't. Um, so actually, you're telling me that you you're telling me you believe that the company that people are going to buy a a game software engine from went into that thing and committed federal fraud by lying to them about what they were running it. Well, it's not lying. That's it's, not. That's it's, not. That's not. That's not. Like, companies lie all the time. That's well, not what they were doing. That too, but yeah. No, um, but that's what that's what you're claiming, Nate. Because they they brought an engine, and they sat it down, and they said to these people, "This is what our new engine does on this system." Devs were watching that video. That video was the video they used to devs. They showed it to us too, but it was used for developers to try to get clients to buy their heart, their software. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This is our new engine check it out so that no. means if they didn't run that on a ps5 and it wasn't doing what they say it does they would be held legally liable that's how they got in that problem a few years a while back where um they were showing unreal i think it was unreal 3 during the gears of war era and cliffy said it could do all this stuff but then they did excuse me they didn't deliver any of it because they were holding it back so that they could make Gears of War look great, and then they gave them the update for all the extra stuff, and they yeah. got dragged to court for it twice. Yeah, they, they would have to they would have to be lying to all of their clients because the video they showed you is what they use to get clients to buy their software so they can make games. No, I know, but like they're just they're saying like there's so much vagueness in the statement though that you can take it any way you want. 
That's the no, problem. No, he explained. He explained exactly what it does. Yeah, but you can explain until you're blue in the face, unless you actually hand peel the piece of hardware to investigate. That all that is is words. Yeah, but that's not vague. If he explained it, that's not vague at all. He so he explained it in the video exactly what they're doing, which is they're using the hard drive to stream assets, and because of the system that Sony put together, they can stream everything so much faster than they can on a PC or on an Xbox or on anything right now that they can use the SSD like RAM to the point where they can just stream shit off of it the entire time and free up RAM for all sorts of stuff is what they basically explain they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I'm saying, though, but like, like we have, like, for instance, like right now, like in my computer, uh, Bazinga doesn't have one in his computer, which he really should put one in, uh, an M.2 drive, right? Okay, uh, M.2s are the most advanced we have right now for PCs for SSDs. Well, okay. M.2.MVMV, NVMe. NVMe. It has to be which is what I have in my PC. Because yeah, they make yeah. they make M.2 drives that are just PCI. Yeah, yeah, no, which I don't. Yeah, well, NVMe. Uh, they but they still run PCI lanes though. Yeah, yeah. Either yeah. way. Um, which is more mine and NVMe, okay? So, and they are drastically faster uh, because they're running on a PCI lane. Um, that is the distinct reason why. The same thing with the um, Intel one. Like I was talking about how they have the fast ones on the market. And they literally plug in to like a PCI lane, like a graphics card, and then you plug uh, M.2 drives into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the fastest module on the market, period, right now at the they moment. They have several, not just Intel, but we saw them at PAX one year. Yeah, but Intel, has, as far as I know, the Intel has the actual 100% the fastest one on the market. All right. Um, as far as the throughput and obviously with the proper motherboard and stuff. Mm. Um, and my Essentially, point, Sony sat down with someone else and they made one that's better. They just haven't revealed it all. No, I know. And that's the thing, though. Uh, all we're going on is what someone said. And you got to remember what kind of age we live in. Um, you really can't take anything you hear at face value. You have to show the proof. You have to show the physical proof or it's just what your word is. They, again, they did because they had Cerny sit down and explain exactly how it works 100% and people have dissected it and that's why people are like no they're right because he sat he when he did that stupid thing that the, the thing everybody said was boring it was yeah. like two hours of him explaining exactly what the system does but not showing it yes yeah, show well the, the showing was the tech demo he explained how it worked and then the, and then um, Unreal Engine showed you the tech demo of how well it worked yeah but they've I'm showed you everything the only thing they haven't showed you is the game yet which is supposed to be in june like and like wait so in the end what i want to get at is the fact that i completely understand why they're not showing it trade secrets are super super important when it comes to things like this especially in council wars that, they do that, not want that do reverse not engineering want yeah, they the, do not the want Xbox the, getting a hold of this information. And I completely understand that. Microsoft can't do anything about that right now. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because the best way to shut up an opponent is to let them run their mouth and then slap them in the face. That's how you that's how you shut up an opponent. That, like, what's the UFC? Guy runs his mouth for 10 minutes, gets his ass kicked. Hmm. Sony is letting Microsoft run their mouth, and they've been running their mouth for almost a year. And then... Sony just sat back. This goes into that thing where you said earlier about the um, about the, the the supposed bullshit rumor about um, investors are worried. Yeah. Sony sat back for a year, and what happened when they didn't run their mouth? Microsoft kept running their mouth, 
came out. We have a better system. We have look at our stats. Everything's better. And they had everybody on their side. Everything's better. Then they did their little game reveal two weeks ago, and people laughed at them because everything they showed you were games you can play in the systems you have now or indie games that didn't look that good. Nothing looked impressive in that entire video. Mm. So no. what, what happened was Sony sat back and let them run their mouth, and then right after that, they did the they did the reveal, and now everybody's talking about the the Unreal Engine reveal. Yeah, they knew what they're doing. Like that's what I don't understand. It's not like they don't have anything. I explained this to Bazinga earlier. They have, I thought it was five. It's my correction. It's actually four. They have four studios that have yet to make a game in the last three and a half four years. Yeah. Polyphony Digital hasn't had a game come out in almost seven years. Yeah, and they're supposed uh, to be working on Gran Turismo. The uh, the London studio hasn't had a game that uh, they had VR games. Their main their main thing hasn't made a game since the PS3 era. Guerrilla yeah. Games has two studios that haven't has a one hasn't made a game since Killzone Shadowfall at the beginning of the PS4 era. <laughs> People are fucking delusional if they think that Sony doesn't have the stuff to back up this SSD claim because they have studios sitting around not doing anything. They're no, just no, no. Hiding their time because if you let your opponent run their mouth nonstop, you wait for a moment of weakness and then you jump. Yeah, you're That's right. That's what they're, they're doing. They're waiting for Microsoft to stumble, and they did with that reveal. They kept saying gameplay, and all they showed was CG trailers with no yeah. gameplay. No, now, I, yeah. Now, you're right. now in a month, now in a month, Sony's going to reveal their shit, and they're going to show gameplay, and it's going to make that. You know what I mean? Like them waiting makes the impact of whatever they reveal even better if they fuck up it will look terrible but if they come out and knock it out of the park it's going to look twice as good because microsoft ran its mouth for a year and then stumbled that's yeah. why they've been waiting until the right time and they're waiting until so for a price when microsoft yeah. announces their price they'll undercut or hit the same price point and that will be enough to sway the situation well yeah and and when we get into like the fact that like what I'm saying is I'm not saying Tim Sweet like this guy's wrong or he's lying. I'm saying I'm gonna take it at face value because there's no technology that I know or have studied that can do that yet. And until that hardware is out for um, people like me to actually get a hold of and actually inspect, I'm gonna take them. Just go okay. We'll see when it comes out. I'm not gonna believe you, and I'm not gonna not believe you. I would just say to you, Nate, that what you should do is. Um... Watch the video. Watch the Cerny video because you understand this stuff. Yeah. So if you watch that, then you'll understand where I'm coming from when I say he explained it all already. Yeah. He's already proven that it worked because he explained how it worked. And if it didn't work, they wouldn't have developers coming out and talking about it working. And they certainly wouldn't have like this. If this didn't work well, would Unreal really side with them? That People are like, oh, well, they paid Unreal to do it. Unreal makes billions off of licensing. Yeah. Sony would have to give them their second born child to <laughs> convince them to screw over billions of licensing fee do fees and dollars that they're going to make to lie about how well it works on their system. Oh, yeah, they yeah. showed it on that system for a reason or else they would have showed it on a PC and said this is our next big thing. Yeah, they but I can say but I can also say from like uh, a person on the other side that like studying engineering and stuff once this is actually comes out, the hardware is actually accessible, um, and the I.O. is slightly built different to run SSD slightly different, it'll be on a PC within six months. Those board motherboards um, will have that I.O. within six months. Yeah. Acer, Gigabit, 
all those guys will have those on the Dude, motherboard. No one's saying six that months. it's no one's saying it that's will, not gonna happen. Yeah, it will be within the, the argument is just that what they what they're trying to say is that they're going to that gaming is going the way they're going to make games is going to change. That's what they're mm. trying to say. That because of this setup, the way games are being designed are going to be fundamentally different. And that's all they're claiming. And people are like, yeah, well, PCs will be better, but no shit, they'll be better. But the games are going to be designed differently because of this. This is going oh, yeah. to change the way you make games yeah. for the better. It's basically like the jump from 2D to 3D. Mm. Except more under the hood than anything. Well, yeah. Like, you can't, you're not going to really see how different this is. You're going to experience it when you play games and you're like, oh, wow, that AI is kind of insane. Well, of course it is because they have millions of things that the AI can do now and it's not taking up any any resources because it's streaming in and out and all this shit. It's yeah. doing calculations in a different way. Yeah, the AI is super advanced for what they're doing, but like, we'll have to see what happens when it comes out. Um, anyway, so that's PlayStation. But now these next two topics are strictly Call of Duty because we got some uh, Call of Duty news this week. Uh, so akin to Modern Warfare return to uh, Infinite Ward's roots. So obviously we know, like I said earlier, Modern Warfare, the new one, is the best Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 is definitely one of the best overall Call of Duty's ever made um, in general. it Just the balance, the maps, everything was really good. Um, and this is by far definitely feels like Modern Warfare 2, uh, just the way it plays, because it's a little bit more slowed down. Um, just everything about the game definitely feels like Modern Warfare 2, and it's really fun to play in general. Like, I haven't been this addicted to a modern, like a like a Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare 2 this much. Um, and now they're promising that Black Ops, uh, which is going to be called, I guess, Black Ops Cold War now, um, uh, is coming out, and it's a return to the original Black Ops game. Uh, which, if it does, I think that is by far the either is. It's hard to say because I like Black Ops 2 as well, but Black Ops 1 was really, really good. So, wouldn't you agree with me? Like that's like the first one is really, really good. Yes, uh, the first one was one of the best. The the, the story yeah. was like, what? No way! It was it was awesome. Well, I'm talking about like the gameplay what? though. Wow! No, because, I, 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 I I love the story. <laughs> the story was great. Because all of us obviously going to play the story, but most of your time spent in multiplayer. Um, so the mechanics, the balance, everything, a lot of that matters. Mm -hmm. Um, and the feel of the game. Um, and if it feels like playing the first Black Ops game, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, as long as long as they don't have any of that flying crap that they added in the three, the three. Well, no, but this is the call. This is going to take it back to the Cold War. This is obviously it's called Black Ops Cold War. So yeah, yeah it's going to be it's going to be set in like the seventies and stuff and eighties. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Which is going to be really cool. Um. So will it, will it be cool? Because I don't believe it will be cool. <laughs> I will like it because I've liked them all. Except I haven't tried Infinite Warfare yet. The one that supposedly Everyone. did the worst. Yeah. But I just want to play the story. Call of Halo. Yes, Call of Halo. Um. So anyway, the Cold War setting has already been tested, I guess, in Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, with reported planes for Battle Royale eventually revealed, I guess, I guess people found um, a Cold War spy plane while glitching through walls in the Warzone map. That's interesting. Ooh. 
Um, All these updates, and they can't still fix the damn game. <laughs> and obviously, they think that for the most part, because Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 2 wasn't exactly a sequel to... It was somewhat a sequel to Black Ops, the first one, but it wasn't complete because it was so more far in the future than it was. It was like in more modern times, uh, Black Ops 2. Um, they feel since the first one was set in the 1960s, this is going to be a direct sequel to that game. Um, more. Yeah. Uh, which will be well, obviously because the original was obviously based in the uh, Vietnam, and this will pull us right into the Cold War. The Vietnam. The Vietnam. <laughs> the Vietnams. The Vietnams. <laughs> um, so, I mean. I think, it, and the fact that also, we always played that before. Um, aside from Infinity War, Treyarch, all these people are coming together to do Black Ops Cold War together. Like uh, Raven, all those guys are doing it. They're all working on this together this time, which is crazy. I think that's a first for a Call of Duty game. Yeah, but that could that could lead to a whole mess of bullshit too. A lot of different opinions and ideas just all clustered in a big screw. Maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. It depends. No, maybe not, but it is possible when you get that many hands in the kitchen, like cooks in the kitchen, yeah. you mess something up. I mean, a good example was the new Star Wars trilogy. They had like 13 writers sitting in a room, and it was one big mess of bad writing. Um, but yeah, the, fact, <laughs> the fact that, uh, like, they also point out, like, there's nothing in this article, they point out how successful Warzone has been, like, super successful, like, um, it's done even better than Blackout did. Blackout was fairly successful, even though I didn't care for it that much. It was okay. They had way too many problems with their map um, in general. Um, but they obviously said there will be, there's going to be obviously a Warzone or Battle Royale kind of mode in it. That's a given. We don't know if it will be on launch. Maybe it'll actually be on launch this time. No, they'll hold it back for a little while and release it free. But that way, people who want it will think they need to buy it and all buy the game beforehand. Well, maybe, maybe not because yeah, I remember when Blackout Four, Black Ops Four came out, uh, the Battle Royale mode was in it right away. Blackout was in it right away. There was also yeah, no but... story mode. Yeah, there was no story mode, which I didn't like. Um, remember, Activision can't afford to put a game together without delaying. I mean, and delay it so that they can get shit done. They just release it once a year, whether you like it. Yeah, but with three teams working on this game, though, like. They have more than enough people to make every single mode and have them all separately working on things. Like there is way more than enough people. Mm. Those, I mean, those are some giant development teams. Like there is more than enough people to put any kind of mode you want in that game. <laughs> Christ, they could have everything in that game. Jesus, I just realized I have like thirty games on my store list that I didn't know I owned yeah. that are just like install me. And, like, for instance, like, Warzone, like, we know, like, Warzone was in Call of Duty from day one um, because people leaked it and found it in the programming from day one. Uh, but they obviously had a lot of bugs with it, and they they waited to let it out because there was a lot of bugs. And I do say, for the most part, uh, it was way, way better than the Blackout map. The Blackout map was absolutely complete shit. Like, I don't even know what they were thinking with that map. Like, with being able to not duck behind a rock, but duck behind a tree and somehow bullets don't hit. I don't even know. Like that was the most ridiculously glitched map I've ever seen. And you could fly over it too fast. That too. Yeah. Like, like I don't even the like, size holy shit. Didn't, wasn't right. 
No, it was such a screw up. Like that map should have been erased and redone. <laughs> um, that's the only other problem I say I do have a problem with. Uh, says we have had Blackout and now Warzone. Um, and other uh, Battle Royale games have come out with multiple maps. Call of Duty really needs to step it up and like um, by the end of its life, so by the end of its life cycle, which is probably about October. Um, come out with a couple more maps for Battle Royale. War well, for Warzone, never gonna happen because it, that requires extra development money. What they're doing now requires very little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it takes thirty gigabytes each time. Again, that's because they change one gun and then they just make you down. Yeah. Uh, which gets me into the update. The next uh, topic we have here. So the update happened, um, and bunkers can be finally be unlocked. So the walls are monkeys that uh, Pepper uh, Verdansk. Verdansk. Dude, you're not going to be able to pronounce it. Verdansk. 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 <laughs> anyway, have long tested players with their huge locked doors. But now they can finally give up the secret. Lots of hidden loot. Loot, loot, loot. <laughs> um, obviously, we've seen these key cards now, and you can get these giant locked doors um, to get even more loot than we could normally. Um, and obviously they're going to become havens. Obviously people are going to freaking camp out there and wait for you to come and take Which them out. is completely useless because I watched someone open it and it's, it's just great, dude. It's like no, 10 crates. Yeah, it's just 10 crates. It's nothing crazy. You can get the, the amount of money they got out of there was about the amount of money we get when we finish one flag thing. Yeah. I noticed that you can answer crates. the phones now too. Um. Yeah, so yeah, the phones ring now, which is funny. In ring ring office. who's there me motherfucker boom just drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> what in the heck that's it is pretty neat though there's a couple of the orange crates in there yeah but but you can easily get more money like just hunting down the flags like um and one thing i've watched because i've watched um the protein phase phase mm. yeah phase anyway phase claim the face, yeah, they have like they're they're pretty. All four of them are pretty well known. Actually, more than four of them, I think, are pretty well known on YouTube and well well known on Twitch. Mm. Um, and they get easily within like a good maybe like ten minutes, not even. They're each oh my God. over a hundred thousand dollars, and it's like holy shit. Yeah, it, they the they just like wipe clans off the map like within a couple minutes. Buying and the prices, it, it's all just you know, like I said. It's ridiculous that we can come across a team that has like three UAVs and a cluster bomb within five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. it's just stupid. Um, I don't, I don't understand the idea of being pick them up. Don't get me, please. What's what? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, no, those those are some absolutely horrible things in the FX. And I can say all the pro players do say the same things you are saying, Graham. Like, um. They all run. They don't want to run uh, EOD. Uh, they'd rather um, run cold-blooded, but they're all running EOD because they said rocket launches are broken. So I, I would bet at the very end of the game, at the very end of every pro game, is like teams with four cluster strikes that just drop them on the center of the circle that's no bigger than my fist. <laughs> and then run through them because you can't be hit by your own cluster strike. So, apparently so why you not can. drop it on your damn head? Apparently you can't. What do I've seen? I Todd have dropped hit. it on myself before and not taken damage. Yeah, it's weird because yeah, Todd got hit yesterday. Last night we were playing. Maybe you hit. can get hit by your. You can hit your other teammates, but you can't hit yourself. 
No, you can't get hit by I'm, no, because uh, you guys have dropped cluster strikes and I've stood right there and never got hit. Yeah, yeah I've, I I, it's happened multiple times. I've seen cluster strikes fall on my head. No, and like, I was, like, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> and, the other, and the other big problem a lot of the pro players point out, and obviously we've pointed out, is if the helicopter blades hit a freaking building, you're going to die. Like, you can't just grind your helicopter blades. But, but when you fly building. into a tree, you don't. Yeah. Apparently, apparently you can bounce that shit right off a building until you crush people. But yes. If I skim a tree, it blows the whole goddamn thing up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, they need and, and you you can uh, jump out of a moving vehicle like like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Without taking yeah. any damage, that's got to be fixed. And then the flashbangs need to go from Gulag because that's just stupid. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many things about that game, and I I guess if you play Call of Duty a lot, you're like. Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. But if you don't play Call of Duty a lot, you just go, "This is retarded." Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, why? Why <clears> did <throat> that guy? Why did that guy just jump out of this truck going 100 miles per hour and shoot me in the face and have no issue? Like yeah. he should have. He should have at least, at the very least, jumping out of the vehicle should slow your goddamn movement for a second. Like you yeah. just jump out and it ha- it's like all I did was vault something. But watching, like, I doing a, you've watched some of these videos of those people getting a whole shitload of kills in Warzone. I saw the 121 thing. It was insane. Oh. It's so, like they, one, it's like they were hacking. It was crazy. It was like boom yeah, dead, so, boom dead, boom dead. I'm like, how? <laughs> so I was watching, and this is actually what some pro teams do. This other guy was reporting on it. He was talking about multiple teams that are doing it. They'll uh, they'll drop in the same point when they get when a lot of them drop at Superstore right away. Uh, for some reason, I guess that's a hot spot. For some reason, a lot of teams like. Oh, well, it is there. a superstore. Um, and they get a lot of the, they get like there's usually more than the, there's somebody on the team that's going to drop there. They kill them, get a whole bunch of the loot with inside that building, get their loadout, and then they all go in different directions of the map, and they meet back up at the final circle. Yeah, there was. It's crazy. Yeah, they were near each other, but like one, the one, two guys were like in a, ho- a helicopter or a vehicle, and the other ones were on the ground. Oh yeah, and they were working together the whole time, but they were a few buildings apart and it just yeah. worked it just worked yeah I, i've seen a few where they literally just split up more than halfway across the map and kept and worked their way in toward each other again mm-hmm. and we're just wiping out teams left and right like burp 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 dead 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 like holy jesus christ yeah. <laughs> like all by themselves like taking out like three squads by themselves yeah, i was watching like, these people jesus last night playing they were doing really good too i'm like jeez man we just suck yeah. <laughs> we just suck is they're like dirt dead, dirt dead. I'm like, what? That's like that happens once in a that, while. <laughs> that's actually the biggest issue to me in this game. In that game, is the idea that, it, that there's no skill involved with the shooting. I don't care. You can argue with me all you want. You can tell me I'm being salty, but I I am not great at that game. Two weeks ago, I was bad. Leveled up the guns, got these two specific guns, and now I can hold the trigger down without a scope and down people from 200 yards out with this gun and not miss a single bullet because the recoil doesn't exist. Well, yeah, but you still got to aim like you still got to physically aim. Dude, it doesn't matter. You've got to physically aim. You know how easy it is to put a reticle over someone when the reticle's not moving? No, I know, but I'm saying like, but we're still not doing what these other teams are doing. So it's clearly it's not as easy as you think. No, the, the the other people, what the other people, other teams are doing, they're playing together a lot. They're communicating a lot, way more than we play together. They're and I'm communicating, sorry, Nate, yeah. They're not communicating. to be a dick, 
but we have at least one person on our team <laughs> who doesn't like to listen when we try to communicate. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I can be as good as these YouTubers, but what I'm saying is even they would agree that the recoil thing is ridiculous. The fact that if you buy your loadout, you get a gun that you can just ham the fucking trigger down and and never miss a bullet is ridiculous. The, no, yeah, but I'm right. saying, yeah, but hyperbolic. This skill, there's a ton of skill involved uh, for the high level players. Yeah, hyperbolic. My point is that the skill, the skill ceiling, is like here. You know what I mean? Like you get good and you're good. The the guns are very simple to use in that game. Yeah. That anybody can once you know what weapons to use, anybody can play it at an average level. I yeah. made fun of you. You picked up my submachine gun and killed three people in a row with it in like a four second span. And I was like, yeah. see, dude, no goddamn recoil at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, very true. No, but like obviously, like the one of the guys that I've been watching for years, Stotty, um, he said it easily is the easiest battle royale he sniped in uh, out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, I bet you if you sat down and asked like Ninja, Doctor Disrespect, and all them, they'd all be like, "Well, this game, the, we're extremely good and we're way better than most people, but a lot of people can be pretty good at this game. They can be average." Yeah, but then you put like a PUBG, and I can tell you right now, if you put all of Call of Duty's player base in the PUBG, thirty percent of them would be good at best, and the well, rest, yeah, would, yeah. Yeah. because. They're not dealing with shit like recoil. Yeah. Unless you pick up a gun off the map, then you're dealing with recoil. Like, what the hell is with their loadouts, right? They're not, like, the, you open up a crate, you get sleek thunder, and you hold <laughs> the trigger down, and the gun's like... <laughs> like, they're not putting any effort into the guns you pick up on the map. They're shit. You pick up a sniper rifle, and you fire it, and the gun goes like this. And then you get your sniper rifle, and you fire it. It just goes like that. <laughs> like, yeah, they I, I don't get it. I, I don't <laughs> understand. Either if you're gonna have recoil on your guns, don't allow people to use their loadouts because it's a huge advantage, and that's why we go for our loadout first every time. We don't go for anything else. No ammo crates, no armor pack, no um, UAVs, no airdrop. The only thing, uh, not airdrop, uh, like uh, precision strikes. The only thing we buy as soon as we have the money is our loadout because once you have your loadout, eighty percent of the people on that map are easy kill. Well, yeah, and obviously, it's like I said, all competitive plays, that's the first thing they buy as well. They build a lot before anything else. It's the first and thing. And it's got nothing to do with them going, well, I like yeah. these guns. They know that that there's like a tier of five guns that have almost no recoil, and then the rest is shit. Yeah. And that's why. they still like Everybody sticks with a certain certain guns. The snipers carry a sniper rifle, but they also carry that submachine gun that has no recoil. And that, well, why does my submachine gun have as much range as my rifle? Yeah, <laughs> like I literally down people from fifty to sixty feet out with a submachine gun with no recoil. Yeah, like I use. Obviously, I carry like the HDR, which is the most powerful sniper rifle in the game. Um, but I also carry a build of the M4, which I call the laser. Um, that's well, bitch. Well, I call my shit the laser. Uh, you, anyway. you, you the blazer. The blazer. Anyway, um, with a with a re and I use a red dot on it, or else I use iron sights. But the problem is the iron sights on the M4 really suck. Actually, dude, dude, like, I told you, really, use the um, use the gun I, I use, man. Use the gun I use. Trust no, me. I, the, the arch the archangel um, barrel it gives you an iron sight that is better than the red dot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally better. I I'm hitting targets <clears throat> from miles away because of how good this goddamn red this goddamn uh barrel is. 
Yeah, but the distance, the difference with the M4 is that um, the distance per range and damage is higher than the M7, so that's what nope. I use. No, it is. No, I'm not using an M7. I'm using the Gara Season 2 gun. Oh, that other, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that thing, that thing, you put the the barrel, when you put it on it, gives it velocity and uh, penetration and range. Mm. It, it, the, the gun's range is as good as a sniper rifle with no goddamn recoil and the best damn scope without a scope you've ever seen. It's mm -hmm. idiotic. It's stupid. And even if they nerfed the gun, it would still be broken. They'd have to get rid of the components because even if they made it have some sort of recoil, that freaking sight balances it out. Give me a little bit of recoil. I don't care. Being able to see you from a mile away on a goddamn iron sight is insane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like you said earlier, communication is a big thing. Like when I'm watching them play, the, the communication is like, okay, I'm over here. He's yeah. da -da -da, blah, 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 blah. They're like, boom, boom, boom. It's also habits too. Like when you watch, if you watch Doc play, and I, this happens to us all the time, Doc will burn through someone with about 15 bullets out of his clip. And then he won't reload. He'll turn and look look at the doorway for his teammate, for the teammate, or he'll look for another one, and he'll make sure he can reload. How many times have you burned someone down and hit the reload button immediately, only to be shot right after? You had half a clip. Because you're afraid you're not going to kill him with that half a clip. Yeah. That's what these guys do. They don't reactively reload. They make sure they're ready before they reload. And that goes a long way in not getting gunned down defenselessly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, just map awareness in general. I don't know. I like oh. the challenge. I like the challenge of PUBG more. I don't care if people call me a, a PUBG fanboy. I just like <laughs> the PUBG no, no, no. PlayStation fanboy right here. No, I agree I, with I you. Just like I like the challenge more, dude. We win one PUBG match every like twenty at most. <laughs> call of Duty, we win almost one every time we play. Hmm. At least, and that that's a difference in in, and we're always getting like most of the time we'll get into the top ten. On Call of Duty, we had a rough yeah. night the other night, but other than that, most of the time we're in the top ten. All the that shit's not—it's not a challenge anymore. So I'm not getting that rush. See, I have no problem with. I like it <laughs> because I get my ass yeah, kicked all the time in PUBG. I'm still having fun. I'm not saying I'm not having fun. I'm just getting aggravated with stupid shit, like outplaying people only to be killed by that dude with the rocket launcher, wiping their entire team only to have a guy throw a rocket at me and one shot me with a rocket. Because he could never hit me with a gun, be terrible. Mm. Which is why he's carrying a rocket launcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. In a in a game where once you're dead, you're out. Throw rocket. Give me a break. <laughs> rocket launchers are in there for people who are. They just wanted extra. You know, they wanted they wanted to get the amateurs. I can't play the. That was. It's like it's like the noob tube. Yeah, it's 100% noob tube. And I'm kind of surprised that no one uses noob tube because you can put that shit underneath some guns. So I don't see why people aren't using it. You could, There's a couple of guns that have a, a grenade launcher as an attachment. Yeah, but that takes, so, a, that takes a perk away from the gun. Yeah. yeah, but does it matter if you hit someone? You know what I mean? Like, it's still know. like, it's a one-shot armor kill. Because that's what these explosives do. It's freaking stupid. No, it's very yeah, it's very true. But I'm sure some have experimented with it. But the amount you're gonna get with the bullets and stuff, it's just not enough to hold off a bunch of people. It's probably it's probably balanced in comparison to all the other ones. Not not being yeah. balanced. That's what it is. Yeah, very true. 
I don't know. I only thing I would say, I would say if one of these battle royales would fully integrate and Battlefield did it somewhat, they like their destructible buildings were there, but not completely. Um, I want a battle royale to hundred percent add destructible buildings to a point where you can destroy any building on the map. Um, that's how it really should be. But maybe the next battlefield will do it eventually. But oh, I don't buy battle. Those are his favorite. But like in instance, like in Battlefield 3, when that first came out, you could literally gun, like if someone ran into a building, you could just take a machine gun to the whole freaking bomb of it and watch it collapse. Yeah, but you know EA is not going to let that survive for long because it's part of the program. Of course it's part of the program, but it's way more entertaining. Yeah, but they don't care. <laughs> if they care, like... I'll get, I'll get back to vision this. They care about entertaining because people probably really enjoy being able to just noob tube their way through. That's why it's like that. That the, the game is that way because that's how they want it. Like they know that that's what people like the most mm. is that kind of stupid shit. It's just not my, it's not the kind of thing I like. Yeah. 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 It's also why a game like PUBG is nowhere near as popular because you're asking someone would you rather play a game it takes you a half a day to get good at and, and be able to kill people in? Or would you rather play a game that's going to take you maybe weeks before you get your first goddamn kill? Well, which is why, like, I don't know if you know this, but the PUBG mobile game is more popular than PUBG. Uh, it's a mobile game. There's probably ease of accuracy. Well, there there's is. Bots. That's the thing. And, like, and well, there's bots. They're bringing bots um, to PUBG. That was another well, that's topic. So, they, so, yeah, that was last week. So you can see where PUBG's like, well... We have a lot of high skill players, but we don't have new players because people are afraid um, to take the plunge and take the time to have that curve and learn it. So they want to pull those players that are too afraid to actually try to learn it. Well, what they should do is just focus on the fan base they have and keep improving the game and adding stuff that will make them play it more. Yeah, but they want, them. but they're investing. Yeah, but you remember the investors that are investing in them want new players. They know too there's bad. players already too bad. there. Too bad. You sit down and you go, hey, asshole, you made enough money when this game was the biggest thing in the world. All right. You made five times the amount of money we invested in making this damn game. Okay. Yeah, but you know, that's not how business works. They want more money the next year. No, I, I know that's how it works. But if I was them, I'd be, look, we're going to keep doing this. And in the background, we're going to build PUBG. And that will be the game that we, we come back strong with. We're not going to do it now because right now we don't want to alienate the fans that really love the game the way it is. Instead, we're just going to attempt to get people back with the new one. Because that's where you're going to get a lot of press anyway. There's a new PUBG coming. You know what I mean? Well, of course. But I'm saying, though, but the investors might be like, well, it's too little too late. Like, unless you're producing something that you're going to pull more players in, we don't care. We're taking our money out and you're not going to have money to be able to uh, well, Yeah, if, if, you, if you're not giving them money, they, they ain't yeah. going to be able to make more. Though. Here's the thing, though. If they, don't, if they don't have any money and they need those investors, they already fucked up as a company. Because they had no investors when they started. People don't seem to understand that game was a crowdfunded game. That's all they had. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah, it no. became the biggest game in the world, and they made a ton of money. If they yeah. blew all the money they made that quickly, and they needed investors, and they need to answer to investors, they've already done something. Because they should have never needed to, uh, to rely on investors. Well, Just, they did because, what, Tencent bought them, right? Mm -hmm. No, Tencent didn't buy them. Tencent has their own company. Taken. Was it Blue Hole that bought him? No, Tencent owns part of PUBG. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do now, um, but they didn't. Need, so, they didn't before. Yeah. No. So when that happens, they have now to answer to a board of investors. Yeah, um, but that's my whole point. Why would you let some like a company that wants to change the game you're making buy you when you didn't need to? Because, I don't well, even um, understand how they needed to be bought to be bought and sold in the first place. Well, it's yeah. Well, we don't know the background exactly what happens. And I said a really good example is this was a really great video game company that completely went under, which was Maxis. Um, and that's because they wanted more money at some point to make their next game. And EA offered them a ton of money to buy them. And they would have plenty of money to buy it to build their next game. Well, that didn't work out during the next game after that. They, that's the thing. They didn't need it, though. That's all I'm saying. No, they, they actually do need it. it. These companies actually do need the money because they need to pay, pay people's salary. Yeah, they still Dude, pay people. But no, they PUBG didn't need it because PUBG sold 20 million copies in its first two months out dude that's what i'm saying like they went from being a crowdfunded game which means they had already paid they built the game and within the first like week it blew up and they made so much money that they didn't need to be sold they must have mismanaged something to well, lose no. all that money to need any kind of investment that, that, and to be sold that's only 600 million dollars not including what they had to pay people yeah, that's and you gotta think how much those salaries were, which were probably easily like a hundred thousand dollars a year. Dude, what are you talking top, about, Nate? They made the entire game off of a off of their original um what do you call it? Crowdfunding. No, I know that. But I'm so, saying but, after that point though, they run out of that money eventually. How, how, do you think, how do you think they continue to make updates? The money. Yes, they, dude. Oh my god. The, the amount of people they need to make updates versus what they needed to build the game is much smaller of course they didn't but have it still a takes money. okay hang on they didn't have a massive development okay when PUBG came out they had a small team and they put together this game then it made so much money that god was like wow you're making some money okay you just said 600 million so then the first then they hired a shit ton more people that's what happens. You get a new office. You get a new more people. You yes, expand. Yes, yes. Okay, but this is where this is where my problem comes in. At that point, that's when they made all the mistakes and ended up needing investors because, for one, they screwed up their game with with cheaters because they had that that stupid the way you buy stuff like the season pass and all that. Mm -hmm. All that was done poorly in PUBG. I'll give you that. Every bit of it was done bad. Well, that was Tencent. That was right after Tencent bought them, which was no. Their they idea. started. They started doing stuff with skins and shit before that. Well, like no, the Tencent. I'm saying, but the Battle Pass was right when Tencent yeah, bought them. They started with the crates, and when they started with the crates, is when the game went downhill. That's when the game started getting cheap hackers left and right. That's when they started spending more and more money to try to fix. You see what I'm saying? Like it was like a revolve. It was like a. Yeah. Uh, it was almost like a, like a waterfall, like a broken dam. Yeah. If they had done it right in the first place and didn't blow all of their money on on developing a system for crates and keys and all that shit like that they wouldn't have been flooded with cheaters and they wouldn't need to buy up a thousand more developers so they could start building all this new shit to try and fix the the, the engine and fix the cheaters it all comes back to that one big mistake well did and you I, ever watch the interview early on well what's his name green i can't remember his first name uh whatever Green. Because it's uh, something green. Something green is his uh, last name. He's the developer from Wisconsin, and then there's the Korean guy who was the main developer, who's player unknown himself. Um, those are the two main guys. And when Green was talking to at GamerCon the two years ago, um, he said big part. And we talked about the podcast where I brought this up. Uh, they really liked the Counter Strike 
uh, system. And they wanted that part of their game. And they knew that from the beginning. So that's why that's there. So. And you see how much money that thing makes. Holy crap. The revenue that's generated from uh, Counter-Strike from the friggin' loot crates. God damn. See, like, dude, they're, they're having a mass exodus already. This new the, the, the new patch has people quitting because they don't want to play with bots. You're oh, yeah, yeah, to, I know. You're pandering to the wrong people, and this is the end result. You've been pandering well, to the wrong people for a long time. Yeah, no, I think I think what they need to do is not have bots, but put the ranked mode in for people to play. That way, they're only getting paired against people of the same skill. And then as the they get news, better, they're going to get put up against higher the players. The good news is we can just avoid bots and play right well, yeah, yeah. That's just It's all just big. But yeah, this happens to all companies. Like, for instance, like one of my favorite companies of all time is gone. Like Westwood Studios got did, went down the same road. They got really, really big. Um, spent more and more money. Hired more and more people. Then <laughs> EA bought them. And we know how that story ended. Because they're gone. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a loophole. It's a problem with a lot of these companies. You know what I mean? And hopefully, uh, Bluehole does is successful and isn't and uh, Tencent doesn't let them go at any some point. But we'll see. They they should have they should have never gone the with all yeah. that money coming in. They could have come up with some. Yeah. And then they started to react to the Fortnite thing. Fortnite. You, no matter what you do, you're gonna you're gonna lose to the simpler game. What you do is you niche out your audience so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You're not gonna compete with these people making easy games. Easy games. That's why phone games are so popular because they're simple, which means anybody can do it. Yeah. It's not that hard to understand. The easier a game is, the bigger the audience is gonna be. That doesn't mean every game should be freaking easy. No, it doesn't. But you need to do something else to pull to make more people come to it anyway, though. But they could have done it. the The point is, if they had just focused on, first of all, get that goddamn crate system because that's where all the the hackers came from. You no, killed know, but, your fan base because of the hacker. Yeah, but you gotta think though. They put that in also. You gotta think the revenue has to stop at some point. The first initial buyout is a lot of people buying the game, and that slows down. So you got to make money another way, which is the loot uh, crates. Yeah. No. How about just skins? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It can how about be you skin. just? How about you just buy skins? The loot crates were there because someone was greedy in the situation. They sat down, said, "Let's come up with a revenue source." And I'm sure someone was like, "Well, we could just have custom skins people buy in the buy in the store." And someone went, "Yeah, but if we put them in crates, you might not get your skin, and you'll spend more money." And that's exactly what happened. Well, no, like I said, uh, Green was pointing out that they really like the idea of Counter Strike their system, and they wanted to copy it. Counter Strike didn't do it the same way. If they did, they would have way more. They would they have did. a hacker you, problem. You, they did. You earn crates just in Counter Strike, and then you have to buy keys to open them up. It's the same system. It's the same exact system. Is it really the same exact system? It's the same exact system. Look it up. You'll get your handful of free ones, but most of the time you have to buy them. Yeah, yeah. Like I have so many crates in Counter Strike. Friggin', it's stupid. Like I've never opened. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Counter Strike probably has a massive. Uh, cheetah problem probably yeah okay. it does for it okay. does have a pretty good big cheetah problem right. um well well someone should probably sit down with that guy and tell me 
retard because <laughs> Counter it's not going to kill Counter Strike because how big Counter Strike is. You know, like you can't. It's a kill very some- different game. It's a very different game. Yeah, but it's my point is you can't kill something massive. Like League of Legends has like thirty million players daily. Yeah. If there were if there were cheaters in that game, and there probably are, it's not going to kill a thirty million people playing it like Bohemian. Yeah, it's got it's already got an established fan base. Trying it in something that could literally kill the game, and they were rampant in PUBG. They were rampant as hell. You could not find a match without cheaters in it. Oh yeah, and that murdered the game. Well, it's all like we talked about last week. It's in all battle royales right now. There's cheaters freaking everywhere. It was just, it was just a lot worse PUBG. Um, so yeah. Okay. So we've reached the ending of the game portion of the podcast. We ran a little bit over, but that's all right. Um, we're going to move on to technology, pop culture. We have some news about the Snyder cut, which is really awesome. And also some really interesting news about windows. We're going to get into a minute of what they're going to do about their packet manager. It's, uh, yeah, we'll get into that though. <laughs> um, but remember if you're listening to us on iTunes, you can give us a rating and if you're actually using the app, which I'm sure a lot of you are not, um, Anchor, which is, it's an okay app, it's not great, but they are a new host. Uh, they're owned by Spotify. You can actually just use Spotify and find our podcast really easy. You can even find our podcast on your Alexa uh, as well. If you just ask it to play, Talking Gaming and Tech will be one of the first ones to show right up. Um, so be sure to give us a rating if you like our podcast, if you thought it informed you, helped you out, you learned something, let us know. And remember to check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash gettech. And don't tell people you learned I'm an asshole. We already know. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm out, guys. Let's move go. on. So, before we move on to this first Windows topic here, what the heck have you been watching, Mazinga? I finished Shooter. Okay. Three seasons. It was really good. The ending was very sad. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then, now is that show no, based off the movie shooter? I'm pretty sure because Mark Wahlberg is an executive producer or something like that. Okay, yeah, so it probably is. So I think yeah. it is, but yeah, yeah, the end. Ooh, it was it was brutal. I was like, what? No, come on, really, really? Oh, come on, no. But yeah, I, I liked it though. Now I'm got to find something else to watch. No, and my TV no. broke, so. Well, yeah, like I was saying, like with your TV, I, I like you kept on saying it was dark, and I've watched like a we. There's one of the few shows that are fairly dark that we watch, um, that are pretty bright. It's actually super luminous, like on my TV. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have been a sign your TV was there was something wrong with the panel. Maybe. So uh, next Wednesday they'll be here to to work yeah. on that. Oh, they'll actually come out to work on your TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! I went on to the High Sense, and there was a. a, a they're not. They never responded to my emails, so I yeah. found a chat thing. I was gonna call them, but this showed up first, so I went into a, uh, a chat and uh, they tried getting me through things. So oh, did you do this? Did you do that? I'm like, dude, I have done everything, but sure. So uh, you know, I did. I did all that, and uh, still no nothing. So they're like, oh, there must be something wrong. So you're still in warranty. So uh, we're gonna come out and fix it. I'm like, all right. And then uh, I have a th- uh, three-year extended warranty on it, too. So if it happens again, I could just go to the store and have it fixed. Have them yeah. have somebody send send over. I bet that what they do is actually just like Amazon. Amazon hires local repairmen. Yeah. Like when it says, like, do you want professional installment? All they do is, like, call the local tech guy pretty much in your town, and he yeah. does it. That's well, all th- that is. Well, the thing is I have to take it down. 
Oh. I have to take it down and take the, the mounting hardware off of it. Oh, that's what they told you? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, well, it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. But that that's... So I've been watching a lot of iPad. <laughs> Thank goodness for my, the iPad. Well, you have a whole other TV in your in the studio. You can just watch there. Yeah, it's just not too comfortable. Oh. You know... Well, I can't say your gaming chair is fairly comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. It's just, I don't know. Just looking up at the TV from all the way down here. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. But that's that's it. Yeah. Which I kind of have the same setup now and uh, my little setup here. I have a mm. my old 43-inch TV right above me now to review footage and stuff like that. So yeah. I already added the colors and stuff, so it works really well. And I also have a Raspberry Pi hooked up to it, so I can just hit the little switcher button and turn my Raspberry Pi on. <laughs> it's a game up there. If I want to, um, but this week, as far as technology though, I did get a hold of that. I didn't mention it in the other half. Um, I did get that keyboard. Oh, you got it. Um, yeah, it did ship within two days after, which is good. Um, it is by far like, I always wondered like, well, I've heard about ducky. I see so many pro players use ducky keyboards, um, and recommend them uh, keyboard enthusiasts, everything like that. And they're like $500 keyboards easily. Really? Um, wow. yeah. Ducky keyboards. Yeah. The nice ones. Yeah. Easily $500. Um, and then you get into like custom keyboards, which I still want to do one day, build my own keyboard. And that can easily run you about $600, $700. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, and that's like the low end. Um, if you get a keyboard uh, made from Key Cult, which is like a really, they make some beautiful keyboards. <laughs> Key Cult. Key Cult keyboards start at $1,800. Oh my God. And that's the cheapest ones. The most expensive ones are about $6,000. Damn. Um, so that's when you get into like the really high end stuff. So this is a distinct opportunity to get a hold of a very high end keyboard for a way cheaper price. It was only $110. Yeah. Um, and the main reason why is because it's so, um, they used instead they used HyperX's switches, which is, and the house and the actual, the keyboard itself, the housing that everything's in is made by HyperX as well. Uh, those are the only two parts that are made by HyperX. Um, the keycaps of the, and the actual PCB and the plate are all made by Ducky. And they are super, super high quality. And holy crap, like, I thought the latency was really good on my Corsair because that had the lowest latency out of any keyboard I've ever used. This thing is stupid. Like, I barely even look at this thing. You breathe on it and it presses the key. Not to mention how fast the response is. It is, I, I mean, there's a reason why they charge this much for their PCBs. Um because they're just they're super fast like they are responsive they are made for people that want a game on a keyboard that's cool yeah so and i always wondered why that like i saw like yeah like razor keyboards are like a couple hundred dollars and like lg like i mean are like me a hundred dollars or whatever like corsair is like 150 dollars. and then you look at like the high-end mechanic keyboards ducky uh drop and also like 300 400 6 000. 2000 what <laughs> there's a reason why because they actually are making those for gamers and you can definitely tell like the quality of this is like absolutely like second to none like i like holy crap i'm impressed with this thing so yeah that's nuts yeah so and it was a really really good value so and i think the most expensive keyboard was the one that linus made Oh, yeah? I think that's still the most expensive keyboard ever made. Um, and uh, I think that was close to eight thousand or nine thousand dollars. 
because he died. He did that. He did the how to build a mechanical keyboard. And then he did another video. I was like, we want to take it up a notch. So we decided to make the most expensive mechanical keyboard we can make. And it was 100% all metal parts. Even the keycaps were 100% machined metal. Wow. And the That's only just... way to actually use it a lot is like the only way to actually make it more expensive was if the keycaps themselves were made out of gold. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, they went like stupid, like <laughs> crazy expensive on their last on the last one. Um, and I think some fan actually of the show got it. Eventually, they gave it away to somebody. Oh, wow. Yeah. But holy shit. OK, so let's get into this first topic, which is Windows. So Microsoft's new Windows package manager is already better than the Windows Store, which we already know Windows Store is kind of a ghost town. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, so the user. So anybody knows what a package manager is like. If you know if you're a user, Linux user, you know what that is. People don't really pay attention to that on Windows so much because they don't know what's going on in the background. Like most Linux, uh, I guess, casual Linux users know of the package manager called Git, and there's also um, Arch Linux, there's called Pack. Um, the new Windows one um, is going to be called, which is funny because they're like the Git manager in Linux, they're calling it WinGit. WinGit. <laughs> um, and it's just funny because we've seen integration from Linux. Uh, to being able to fully run Linux within Windows itself. Now they're changing their own command line, command prompt, to run package managers like how Linux uses them. Um, so you're going to be able to now type in like um, uh, like Winget uh, install Steam. Boom, install Steam. Just like you could in Linux on the command line. Hmm. Um, and obviously, uh, will allow developers and power users and basically to install their favorite apps a lot simpler. You don't have to go to the website. You don't have to do all that. You don't have to jump through all these hoops. Oh, where is that click? Where is that link? No, type it in, hit, hit the enter. It's installed. Um, it's going to make it way easier, especially if people, um, have like, a, like say they have like several of their favorite apps they like installing, like. Um, I'm not sure how this command line is going to actually work because I haven't messed around with it. But like in Linux, you can type app get installed. You can sit there and type every single program you want and then enter and goes through all of them. Wow. So I'm guessing that's what Linux, I mean, Windows is trying to do to make it a lot more streamlined um, and, and not have that ugly GUI in front of it with the Windows fucking stupid ass store um, trying to research and find all your uh, apps you want when they're not all there because only some of the apps are in the app store the other ones are actually on the website and a whole bunch of other bullshit <laughs> uh, and I didn't know this the, the package manager was originally previously called in the Windows Store Chocolatey Why? <laughs> I did not know that um, I had no idea is there a uh, reason? no uh, I don't know it was just, it was just called Chocolatey um so, but um, in general, I think it's going to help people. Like they said, like the average user is not going to really notice this, but people that are either installing Windows to someone else's computer or they just want to do a fresh install of Windows themselves, they're going to have less of a hassle going through setting up new apps or reinstalling those apps because they can just go in and type in, blah, blah, blah. okay, I need this app, this app, this app. Okay, it's installed. There we go. We're done. Um, and obviously, that's going to resolve a lot on um, the repositories that Windows is going to be using. Um, to pull from because obviously within Linux, 
everybody doesn't know like there's Git uh, manager, but then you can go ahead and add repositories to the Git package manager after the fact, after you install, which I do the first thing I do. Um, and then I go ahead and install the apps I want because they're not all in the same repository. Hopefully Windows Manager will allow multiple repositories to pull from to allow you to have a variety of apps and will actually, and if they make it a standard, I mean, if only Windows would. <laughs> um, if they make it a standard, this is the only way you get your apps. It would prevent a lot of apps being installed into Windows that could be used for nefarious means or for hackers or for spyware or adware. Um, it would stop a whole lot of that because that's a big reason why a lot of it is stopped on Linux because of people know what repositories they're installing on their system and that's where they're getting their apps from. If Windows would just branch themselves and go, you can't just go to a website more and hit download and hit install, that's gone. Which is something they really should do. They should have did that a long time ago, but they, I don't think they're going to get rid of that anytime soon. No. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, no, they're not going to do that because people don't, un well, even I don't understand this. So... Well, it's not. It's it's fairly easy. Like you just type in well, the yeah, app you want. Boom, yeah, install. but you might type it wrong and it downloads something else. No, it'll just say it'll. What you call it? It'll just tell you the error. Like obviously that app won't exist if you slightly spell it wrong. It's gonna go oh, nope. Um, but I mean, Google is your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like exactly. Like how's that app actually spelled? Oh, okay. You know I mean, mm -hmm. but most people know their favorite apps. Um, so if they don't, they can just Google it or not. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's just funny how uh, Windows, after all this time, um, because obviously everybody doesn't know uh, Apple, you can do somewhat like this already because you know Apple's Unix based. Um, you can do this, and Apple does have its own like locked in areas where apps go. So that's why Apple doesn't get viruses either. Um, mm -hmm. Not they're slowly branching themselves to a Unix-based kind of style of filing, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, because I think it's going to be a matter, because obviously we know the future of Windows. It's possibly going to be subscription-based. Uh, we don't know how well that's going to go over. <laughs> I don't think happens. it's going to be subscription. I think they're, they're trying to go more like Apple's doing, where you get the free update every year. Because you don't have to pay for Apple's uh operating system at all well no you never have no um well you used to you used to be before uh x but once x came out they were uh they just kept giving you updates yeah i know microsoft doesn't i don't think they have a revenue to actually just do that right off the bat because you can still buy Windows 10 and like from what we've heard already from like you can still uh, buy you can still buy OS X too yeah uh like what's his name I don't know why uh, Windows, <laughs> he's called the, he's called the Windows guy and he's actually on I haven't watched um tech TV and God knows how long um but he used to be part of their network um Dan something he's he's on Twitter he's pretty much considered the Windows guy mm -hmm. and he has a lot of people at Microsoft if you paid it's been tanned into his Twitter account over like the last year. That's what he is saying that Windows 11 is going to be a subscription. You're going to have to pay yearly for it. Hmm. From what he's hearing at the field, he knows at Microsoft. That would be stupid. Um, and that's why I'm saying how many people are going to go. Okay, well, um, this Linux thing. <laughs> I've been hearing the gaming is actually getting pretty good over there. Let's go see what that's like. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know how many people. I think that would change knows? it real quick. 
but it could be like the Adobe situation though too, where so many people still use it because they have so many people locked into an infrastructure that they don't want to train new teams to use different software and everything else. So these people pay thousands of dollars a year to use Adobe software, even though Adobe still is not like they're, they're so expensive. Adobe is right now. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and people pay the money. Yeah, there's um, like people that are like, "Hey, what what kind of uh, editing software you know do you use?" Because I was thinking about changing, and and we're like, "Oh yeah, use DaVinci. It's free." And then like, oh, "I'm just going to continue using Adobe Premiere." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> even even uh, uh, Linus Tech Tips tried a transition over to uh, Resolve. They did. They did a whole video about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Linus said it's just in general, it'd be too expensive to try to train a whole new team. Yeah. And to use all these other tools when we have all the tools in this one spot already that we know how to use. So, and that's what it came down to, which is, you know, a sync problem. But if newer YouTubers, newer creators don't get stuck in that goddamn rut and go right to Resolve, um, then they don't have to be stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's a big, big portion. Cause I can tell you, cause I used to strictly use just premiere for the most part. Um, premiere is great, but <laughs> Adobe, I mean, resolve can do way much more way. Well, I wouldn't say more, but it can do a ton of stuff now compared to what, you know, I mean, it used to be able to do and it can easily, you mean, outperform premiere in a lot of different directions. Plus if you buy a black magic camera or something, you black magic, do you get two copies for free or something like that? Exactly. You get two copies for free. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the big thing. Okay. Which we don't have. So, no. <laughs> okay. The first remote controlled scooter arrives at an office park in Georgia. Why? Uh, <laughs> why? What's okay, this for? So, so, a different kind of electric scooter has landed in a small suburb outside of Atlanta, Georgia. This scooter looks bulkier than the average shared two wheeler with extra bones attached to the desk with a deck. It's got trading wheels. Um, and, yeah, it has, it has trading wheels. Well, it has to be able to handle itself. You know what? I, I learned the other day. I was looking for bikes on, on Amazon, and there's adult training wheels. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, That's ridiculous. I don't understand. Continue. <laughs> and, uh, and they also know it's technically two wheelers, but uh, rather four wheelers, I guess you could say, uh, with an added set of training wheels in the middle of the deck. Um, that's because the remote, obviously it can't steer itself without the person balancing it. So it needs the training wheels to guide itself back to where you're going. Uh, the scooter will be controlled by, um, a team remote, uh, employees who are located over 1700 miles away in Mexico city. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, these teleoperators, which are live feed from the scooter cameras, as well as the <laughs> motor, other sensor data, uh, they use an Xbox control to control. I mean, that's pretty neat, I guess. Uh, so basically for the people who don't bring them back to their charging ports or whatever, they just drive them home? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, so the trio of companies backing the venture, GoX, the scooter operator, uh, the company outfitting the scooters with remote capacity and Curiosity Labs, uh, Smart City Incubator located in Peachtree Corners, uh, are convinced that this is the future of a, a shared uh, micro mobility. Whatever. Okay, sure. Uh, starting uh, this week, around 100 scooters will be available for rent at the business park using the GoX app. Can pick it up, 
pick out yeah request the scooter within a few minutes the remote controlled scooter will arrive at your pickup spot ready to uh, be ridden the scooter uses their uh training wheels to maintain the balance during their trip and uh team of go x operators are on the hand in the case the scooter runs uh, into an obstacle or whatnot so these people are there behind their computer watching you use this thing and if it runs into problems they take control of it for you um and obviously after you're done with it they drive it back to the rental thing all right from their computer how do they know what well i don't know <laughs> there's cameras on it well yeah but still i don't know i guess <laughs> it's interesting so it's not driverless the driver's just sitting at a computer over in mexico city somewhere mm-hmm. um going well i hope i'm going in the right direction i guess i'll use the gps <laughs> Well, I'm sure they have. The, I guarantee their screen probably looks. They probably have multiple monitors going on. Uh, one has the view of the camera for probably multiple camera views for the scooter, mm-hmm. and then the other one of their monitors has the GPS of where it is exactly, um, and then probably have another monitor with an actual like street grid view of where this thing is, so they can completely guide this thing. Interesting, man. <laughs> so, and you guys think that's they have one thousand scooters, so that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work for. Do they have uh, one thousand operators, <laughs> or do they have like one guy doing like a few at a time? Yeah, and he's going. Ah, oh, shit! Ah, oh, shit! Ah, oh, shit! Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> I got <laughs> two controllers. Two controllers. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's a lot of employees. So I don't know how they're like. I mean, I guess we'll see how well how successful it is. Obviously, if it is a lucrative business and they make money off it, they're going to continue doing it. So. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Okay. So, so, <laughs> what's this about the easy base? What is an easy base? All right. So there's when people make music and you know they're recording music and they don't know how to play that other instrument, they use these these programs that do it for you. Well, you still have to like key everything in like Hmm. but like there's easy drummer which you know gives you a drum beat and then you add it or change the sound effects or whatever how you want to go Hmm. i don't know i i think it's a pain in the ass i've tried it it's i'd rather just play the drums but that's me i can play the drums (laughs) i just feel like it's just a lot more work to do all that (laughs) but uh it annoys me because like pretty soon you know where's uh easy guitar you know i'm waiting for easy guitar so uh you know they can just not have to play music at all and just hit buttons i just hit buttons <laughs> you know I'm, i just, oh, I wrote this awesome song with easy music and, and but like it, it's cool that you can do it for you know there's like everything in it you can make it do whatever you want but i don't know like, yeah, but that stuff is not as easy as you think. Like, for like, oh, I didn't say it was easy. It's annoying. Yeah. It's difficult. It's just, yeah. Uh, I'd rather I I'd rather play, but that's because I know how to. There's other people that do not understand how to play guitar, so they'll or bass, and they'll go and you know use this program to to key that in. And a lot of the sound effects are like realistic. I don't know about easy bass, but there's other there's other programs that are similar, like with the drum stuff. 
and they actually record the the sound effects from each drum like oh yeah. this this is a tom drum from a thomas star classic and this is a 12 inch tom from a star classic and you hit, they hit it and record it with a microphone and then boom, it makes a it makes a patch for that sound effect yeah and then you play it with the, the mouse on on the on the, the the program but what was really cool is with some of those programs you can plug an electronic drum set with midi into it and play through the drum set which oh. i really liked i did that a, a couple times with with one of my drum sets my electronic kits but for tech wise it's cool you know that, that they're making things like this for people that you know don't want to record bass or that don't have the the bass or whatever but then again if you know how to i just think it's lazy well okay no i wouldn't say it's i, lazy I just don't like it because it's eh, I, I i like the 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 i don't know what the word you would use the well, authenticity of the, of the music you know? like we've seen this holy crap this argument's come over and over again and the biggest closest comparison i can think of um is with art like stonefield still this day criticize digital art because they're like oh it's not being done organically it's not being done by an actual pen it's not yeah, being done organic, by an actual brush yeah. um it's just as hard if not harder um and composing music is just as hard as playing the music if not harder um it's the same thing um they're two completely different skills and both require a distinct advanced level of skill to actually pull it off you can't just pull it off you do need a couple thousand hours if not more to pull it off mm-hmm so in just in both regard and both are just as good both will sound just as good both pieces of art will look just as good um not one's not better than the other one they're just differently done yeah it's just uh, i don't know it's just it's i'm old school when it comes to this kind of thing like if i wanted to like say i record that baseline and then i wanted to cover it up with a better sound maybe yeah but you could do that with plugins like i have a guitar pedal that I plug into the computer. Excuse me, and uh, I'll you know record the song with with the distortion that I want or something. Yeah. Say I don't like that sound of that distortion. I could go on the computer and click a button, and oh, now it's got extra reverb, or it sounds like Megadeth or something. Oh, I it sounds like acoustic. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. You know, things like yeah. that. Well, that's what mixers do when they mix an album. They do a lot of that thing. Yeah, yeah. They they, they fix a lot of those things in the end. Um, like uh, when I was playing in a band in Florida, they uh, they had an album recorded and they recorded all the the drums, but then they t- they recorded each drum by itself and they were they took all the sounds from the drums and replaced it with the recorded drum hits. Oh, okay. To over yeah. to overwrite it to make it sound because when you record drums, I haven't done it because it's just I don't know, but you get a lot of uh, mic bleed. So say yeah. say you you hit a hit a tom and it goes boom, when yeah. when 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 you hit a tom on the right drum you'll hear it with the other mic, so yeah. it'll bleed into the other mic. So you only want that one mic to pick it up. So that's why they do what they do. Well, yeah, it's a big portion, yeah. But like to do it professionally, it's a lot of work. That's why there's so many people that end up doing that stuff. Well, yeah, it requires a whole team. That's why I kind of like recording with the electronic drum set because I don't have to worry about mics and all that crap. Mike played, yeah. Well, just mics in general, because you gotta set up a mic for each drum, each, all the cymbals. It's it's a it's a lot of stuff. I have the mics. It's just wires and this and that, and it's just there's so much to it. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And yeah. then you got to get the, you got to get them to sound right. Cause you want the, the, you want the, you don't want the resonance. You want the, the sound. You don't want it to go, you know, you want it to go boom, boom, you know? So it's just, it's a lot of fine tuning and stuff versus when you just plug in a, an electronic drum set, it's there. It's already, yeah, you, just, you can just use it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That's music and ways to make music. But what about this bird that slowly evolved itself back into existence? Yeah, I thought this was cool. It popped up on my feed. Uh, the Aldabra bird. Aldabra. So it's a non-flying bird. It doesn't fly. Um, the Aldabra white-throated railbird was declared extinct because of rising sea levels 100,000 years ago. Holy Jesus Christ. It's going a long time. Yeah. So apparently the reincarnated Aldabra bird it was a product of I, I, iterative, iter, iterative evolution. That's when old genes throughout thought to have died out emerge at a different point in time. That means that while a bird's ancestors might have disappeared, the DNA still remains and provided the environment is right. There's nothing to stop those ancient genes from replacing in modern replicating in modern times. Ah. So identical species can indeed produce multiple slightly evolved offshoots throughout the course of their species history. Yeah, uh, but don't get your hopes up that this means dinosaurs and woolly mammoths will be popping up next. The scientific phenomenon only occurs within species that are nearly identical to their ancestors. Why, uh, while iterative evolution has previously occurred in species such as turtles, it has never been seen in birds. We know of no other example in the rails or of birds in general that demonstrates this phenomenon so evidently. Uh, only in the Aldabra, which has the oldest paleontological record of any Oce oceanic island within the Indian Ocean region, is fossil evidence available that does demonstrates the effects of changing sea levels on extinction and recolonization events. 2020 was already inter interesting and confusing year. Looks like now we have to contend with rematerializing birds as well. It, yeah, that's it's pretty that's crazy. crazy yeah. Yeah. Like a freaking bird that, ex like, I'm waiting for the dodo, you know, <laughs> like a hundred oh, yeah, thousand yeah. years ago. It's that's just, I got like they say, you know, they see these, like, how many are there, you know? It doesn't say, you know, is there one? Like, where did it come from? Who, who, like, are his, is its parents this other bird, you know? It's just crazy. It just didn't appear, you know? It had to be an egg at one point. Where did yeah, that right, come Where did that egg come from, you know? Yeah, that's the yeah. Well, there's a lot of things we don't know about evolution either. Yeah, so. but that I thought that was pretty crazy. So this next one is really interesting. Johnny isn't here to talk about it, but I briefly read it for the most part. So, um, uh, they found a center of a brain. Well, this they did this in mice, uh, where there's part of the brain that really shuts down pain completely. Hmm. Uh, which is kind of weird. Um, like for instance, like I think anybody who's ever had a headache or feel like myself that don't like taking pain medication at all. Okay. Uh, why can't there be a drug that does nothing else, but just shut your brain, tell your brain to s stop reacting. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel the pain. Okay. Um, that's pretty much what they found in this, in this study, they did experiment on mice. Uh, and they found it in the Abandulia, Abandulia, which is in the temporal, uh, 
uh, portion of your brain that controls in humans, it controls like emotion, um, whether you're scared, stuff like that. It, um, it also controls aggression, fear, all those things. Um, and that's where they found it in mice where they, if they actually affected it, they, the, this part of, they actually completely stopped pain um, and anxiety completely. Hmm. Um, it almost, I guess you could say, read this thing, it almost shall, it sounds like they just completely shut off all response. Like you almost become like not a zombie, but void of emotion or pain. <laughs> Great. Don't let some people know that. <laughs> they gonna... yeah oh we have the newest best military ever oh jesus christ yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's only a flesh uh, wound who cares yeah pretty much that was oh, just yeah. my arm it's yeah, okay. it just my arm oh you kind of you pulled my fingernails off i don't care yeah <laughs> it looks kind of neat um <laughs> uh, so yeah that's the biggest problem with shutting this off we would in humans if it's successful they would lose emotion as well Mm. while you're on whatever if they decide to come up with a drug that would actually do it so there is some yeah there's some side effects i guess you could say if they did that uh so who knows obviously we might see some crazy stupid super soldiers if they i guarantee i guarantee there's already a movie about it (laughs) about that idea like uh yeah universal soldier (laughs) well yeah 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 (laughs) uh that's just kind of scary. Great. I would love a pain drug that did nothing else but just shut off the pain. But I don't want to feel like a zombie either. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> Great. I wouldn't mind a drug like that while I'm at work, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't have to think about being a hell, but that's But it gives you extreme yeah. focus on your job. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, Apple TV Plus. So... Apple TV Plus is just coming up for the most part. They nabbed Tom Hanks's new movie from Sony, which was, I remember we were talking about how movies were going to be released eventually. And this is one of the movies that, that was got delayed, I think, till February or whatever. Okay. Um, Apple went and bought it from, got it from Sony. Um, so pretty much, and they did it so... They basically did it because Sony wasn't going to release it. They were going to wait, obviously, till whatever date um, to release it. And Apple's like, well, if let's buy it off them and we'll put it straight on Apple TV. Yeah, I have Apple TV Plus. Um, so it's called Greyhound. Um, we'll land on Apple TV Plus. There's no exact date yet, but the film was originally revealed reserved for theoretical release by Sony Pictures. The movie is described by uh, Vanity Fair as being set in early days of World War II. Um, as an international convoy of 37 allied ships uh, led by Tom Hanks's uh, captain Ernest Cruz uh, crosses the trenches of North Atlantic while being hotly pursued by wolf packs of Nazi submarines. Wow. It sounds like a pretty, if it's Tom Hanks, if Tom Hanks, yeah, obviously did he does good directed, war movies. it's going to be really good. Like if you never watch Band of Brothers in the Pacific, they're both absolutely outstanding TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it absolutely captured the absolute horror of war and why it's why it's such a bad thing. Um, and you got to hear a lot of the stories of the guys actually during that thing, like he interviewed um, and stuff and why war is such a bad. You see these things like this. It wasn't a really a good thing. It really is horrible. And something to really remember, like why we don't ever want to get into a war like that. Um, 
and if it, this has the same kind of feel, like we're gonna really see some pretty crazy stuff coming out from a movie like this. Obviously, everybody saw uh, Saving Private Ryan as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is also Tom Hanks. Um, so he's as far as World War II movies. Only thing is, I don't think he's going to beat the cinematography of 1917. Holy crap! Like that movie is still like the cinematography of that was outstanding. Like there's nobody beating that. I, like, still, I still gotta watch that. The work that was put into that movie was absolutely crazy. I don't even like just the fact that they got that movie to look like it was done in one shot blows my mind. I saw a lot of uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff and they were running their asses off. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They did. Yeah, they recorded a lot of work. But the, every time the sun came out, they had to stop working, Ugh. which was crazy because the whole movie had to have the same uh, lighting the whole time. Yeah. And the same like look and feel because it's supposed to take place within like a couple days. Um, and it has to seem like that because it's supposed to look like one shot. So every time the weather would slightly change, everybody stops what they're doing and waits. Mm-hmm. Which that had been, been nerve wracking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, we're already seeing this a lot. Um, obviously, Sony sees this happen. And if Sony sees them make a lot of money off this movie, they're going to go, shit. Okay. What's the next movie coming out? Well, it's going straight to video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know I mean, because they're going, people are going to lose sales. Like even when we eventually open movie theaters, which there's already a, a set plan, I guess some movie theaters already have a plan for later this year, possibly reopening. And it is going to be like, maybe like 50 people to a theater room. Mm-hmm. I think one of them said that's some of the bigger theater rooms. Um, so in general, even if theaters reopen, even next year, they're not going to get the revenue they used to get. Not yet. Well, they won't for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah. Um, Hell, freaking what? JC Penney's filing for bankrupt. Uh, Pier One's uh, going yeah, out of business. Pier One's gone. Yeah. yeah Pier One is gone. Uh, um, something else is closing 200 stores or something. Yeah. So, um, but movie theaters are not going to be, like I said before, the best way for them to make money is more have a niche. Like, you won't be able to hold as many people. Maybe you can draw more people there in general by offering like older movies and stuff to play i think they should really focus on drive-ins well drive-ins oh my god drive-ins would be perfect right now if more people would just embrace drive-ins like holy crap why don't i live near kowloon (laughs) i could eat my favorite chinese food and watch a movie oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) holy crap yeah because they're doing that yeah that would be amazing holy crap that would be amazing the the drive-ins opening i think it's i think i read those opening soon at uh in willimantic or uh oh yeah wherever well, that's stores or wherever yeah yeah it's like we have a drive-in right down at Musquamacat. reopen it <laughs> oh Fuck. that that thing that they do the summer yeah. movies at just do it year round now my god how hard is that that's perfect people mm-hmm. are social distancing they can go grab mcdonald's or burger king or wendy's or whatever else before they get there mm-hmm. and just sit and yeah, you know I mean, it's going to be packed. <laughs> it would be. Well, packed. no, but like, for instance, just like the beaches, they're not going to allow like people, a lot of people there, which I still think is dumb. Like their whole game plan for beaches right now is just retarded. But like, I don't get it. Like, it's too much too soon. Leave it alone. Like they're putting up Porter Johns, but for people to go to the bathroom, but like there's no sink in a Porter John. Oh, How are they washing their hands? Sanitizer. Like, this is, they're sanitizing. Yeah, this bullshit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't open the goddamn beaches or don't have bathrooms there. Be like, you can come to the beach. You can't go in the water and you can't go to the bathroom here. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? You can't go in the water. Well, no, because it draws more people. 
Ugh, yeah, no, nobody's going to want to go to the beach and not swim. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily like myself. Well, I don't care for the beach in general. Like, okay. I like, always time I really like the beach is that nice night. And actually, the beach ain't that bad at sunrise either. But when I don't breezy. care for I don't, I don't care for people. Um, <laughs> and I don't like the water. So, yeah. But the setting of the beach is nice. That's what I like about it. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so I think we're going to see a lot of movies go the same way. Um, are going to be going straight to video. Um, just the success of the fact that we talked about Netflix is worth more than Disney right now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how, how are they making all these movies and stuff with all this stuff going on? They're not. Um, as far as I know, Netflix and Amazon are still on hiatus for shooting. They just have so much stuff at the moment. Oh, there's so they have such a backlog. It's stupid. All right. It's only going to last uh, for so long, though. Well, no, but they already said, like Amazon said, they hope to get back to shooting in July, possibly end of June, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, like I would be in uh, Grim talk about the Wheel of Time. Um, Prague is lifting a lot of their a lot, some of them, not all of it, but some of their restrictions in June, I guess. So. Um, and all the actors are still there in Prague. They've been there this whole pandemic because that's why they were shooting real time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're hoping to hopefully in June to continue on shooting. So. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and I think they have other, their own plans for other things around over here and stuff like that. Like, they're not going to have as big film crews and stuff as they used to. They're not going to have... They're not, probably not going to allow people to watch from the sidelines. They're not going to have a whole shitload of bystanders. They're not going to like. I mean, they're going to limit things quite a bit, mm-hmm. but they're still going to get it done. Um. Um. But this last topic, which is really interesting, so uh, the Justice League movie was pretty good. I didn't. I I liked it. It wasn't bad. Um. Superman and it had some pretty awesome moments. Um. I and, just didn't. The only part. And the only part I really. <laughs> The only part I really didn't like uh, was most of the Aquaman scenes were kind of like, okay, we don't got to show this guy for five minutes as he walks on a dock. Come on now. <laughs> I'm strong and I'm chiseled. Yeah, it's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, so that's the only part I didn't really like about care for the movie, but the rest of the movie was pretty good. Um, but I would have liked a slightly darker film, which would have been the Snyder Cut. It doesn't uh, exist. It doesn't exist. No, they said it, it does. doesn't exist. No, no, he does possible. say it. He did. <laughs> Snyder did say it exists. He came out and said that actually publicly. He did say it exists. That's when people really were like, "Holy shit!" I know. I know. This actual guy says he did. The cut was there. It's real. Um. Um. Anyway, so it supposedly is going to debut an HBO Max streaming service in 2021. Fake news. <laughs> um, the, uh, so the director announced the news during the online Q&A uh, for the Man of Steel uh, some fans have been uh, clamoring for the Snyder Cut for whatever he has gotten this whole thing um, when the director stepped down because obviously we know uh, Snyder had his own he had a family emergency at the time he had to deal with so uh, Josh Whedon stepped in and took over the project um, Josh Whedon is really good. I do feel bad. Josh Whedon's one of those people. He gets like all his shows canceled. I think the only show he didn't get canceled was uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Every, every other one of his shows gets canceled, which was bad, um, including like Firefly. Like he's a good director, but um, jo- uh, what do you call it? Snyder definitely would have took a way darker tone to the movie, which I would have enjoyed way more. 
Um, so I'm really, really hoping that we get to see this. This is real. He announced it. Supposedly it's real because he actually said it himself um, in a Q&A. How and much different get... is it going to be, though? Like, how much is it completely different footage or is it like, yeah, oh, they, they reshot, like Josh Whedon completely reshot huge portions of that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I understand why, because you can't understand what another director was planning on doing. If you're looking at his footage, you're going, well, how does that go together? And how, how does this go together? Like, how, how does that work? You know what I mean? You can't get an eye for it. You can't get a feel for it. It's like taking someone over someone else's painting. Like, how are you going to complete that without actually really studying with that artist for years? Like, that's not possible. <clears throat> so there's no way anybody could complete the Snyder cut without Snyder himself or studying under Snyder mm -hmm. and knowing how he thinks. Um, but obviously the director got, I mean, the editor got with Snyder at some point and they put, put it together and it's real. So I'm really hoping we get to see this in 2021. And it is going to be, I think, a lot darker film. And I don't think, like, for instance, I don't see a director like Snyder putting in those stupid-ass moments of, like, Aquaman, like, look how badass I am. <laughs> you, hey, it would have been a way better movie. Well, maybe Just if, for me, for myself, anyway. Maybe if Snyder's version came out, there would have been a Batman with Ben Affleck. Maybe. Because okay. <laughs> I, I think it would have been good. Not this. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know where John got that article from because there's a whole different article showing that um, Robert Patterson, they've, what they've seen so far, he's the darkest Batman that's been to date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the article he said is supposed to be more romantic no, or something. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's not. It's actually they. this other thing showing he's supposed to be the most grittiest Batman to date. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's going to be interesting because it would fit. And it, that makes a lot more sense, especially from the screenshots we've already seen from the movie. Yeah, he looks pretty he looks pretty brutal and just the car and stuff that whole yeah, like the yeah, 70s yeah. like muscle car kind of look it's going to be a gritty film i think mm -hmm. so i don't think i think um that article that grim found was just wrong i don't know who the heck wrote it or whatnot but i don't think they know what they're talking about yeah maybe not um or maybe because, came from one of his forums that, that that's yeah, one of the developers of the movie <laughs> and if you just like anybody out there who wants to just like you're questioning Robert Patton's acting ability. Watch the lighthouse. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, there's some actually really disturbing scenes in that movie, but like it's, it shows this guy can act. He mm -hmm. can really act. Holy crap. He can act. Um, I would say the only criticism to the lighthouse's accent was, it was hard to say where his accent was from. I think you could, he was supposed to be from like new England, but it was, it was somewhat off, but accents are not exactly the easiest thing to do. Um, mm. but he did a fairly good job and holy crap, like, no, <laughs> I do not see this being, you know, he's, you mean, he's going to be a pretty badass Batman. He he was um, also in, uh, that, that movie I watched where they go to like Africa to find the, the lost city of gold or something like that. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know it was him. He didn't even look like him. I was like, wait a second. Cause he like had a full beard and everything. Oh, yeah, but that's like in The Lighthouse. He doesn't look anything like what you think he looks like. Yeah, yeah. He, it was, it was yeah, like, yeah. Wow. He, well, he looks he, like Rob Patterson, but he has like a beard and stuff. Yeah, he, he did pretty good in that movie, too. Yeah. So, anyway, this has been the Get Talking Gaming and Tech Podcast. We'll be back next week remotely. Remember, everybody, you can go check us out on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. Go check us out and give us a rating. Uh, let us know. And 
right now, Spotify is really making a push to become the leading in podcasting. And you can find us on Spotify, especially if you have an Alexa. If you have Alexa, Spotify activated on your Alexa account, you can easily ask Alexa to play our podcast, Talking Gaming and Tech, and we'll most likely show right up. Um, and remember to head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash gettech. Go check out all our videos. We're hoping to get back into making videos hopefully soon, but we don't know how this pandemic is, how it's going to go. Um, restrictions are getting lifted. I don't agree with some of them, but some are better than others. But um, we'll get back to making videos as soon as we can, and more will be coming up, especially with a keyboard video review coming up. And I'm going to eventually do a review on this keyboard I just got as well, the Ducky keyboard. It's a great keyboard. We'll do a whole thing about how why this thing is actually as good as it is. Might even do a teardown. Um, so, and when you're over there, like, comment, and subscribe. But until next week, though. Try to stay home still. Stay safe. Yes. And uh, wear those masks and throw them in the trash, not on the ground. And uh, yes. get teched. We'll see you next yes. time.